Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Pilares, and a special guest back on First and 10, Seattle Seahawks senior reporter, John Boyle. John, thanks for joining us again. Of course. I felt like we just did this. Right? It's been so soon. All right. So before we dive into this week 14 matchup, we have some updates from head coach Kyle Shanahan following the 49ers Eagles game on Sunday. Lindsay, what was the latest from the head coach? Yeah, um, I think in terms of just what's going on with the team, there is quite a bit of injuries coming out of that Week 13 matchup. Uh, we have tight end Ross Dwelly dealing with a high ankle sprain. Defensive lineman Eric Armstead now adding a knee issue along with his ongoing foot issue. Um, we're likely to hear an update on that and just his likelihood for the coming weeks later today. Offensive lineman Spencer Burford suffered an injury to his other knee. He was previously dealing with a knee ailment that he suffered against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, The head coach said he does have a chance to play in week 14, but again, more information coming today. Cornerback Jarrell Luter is dealing with a hamstring issue, will likely miss Sunday's game. And wide receiver Ray Ray McLeod, who has that ongoing rib issue, remains day-to-day. Again, we will know more about him as the week progresses. Um, But really, aside from that, just key takeaways from head coach Kyle Shanahan coming out of that 42-19 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles is just the immense confidence that he has in his offensive side of the ball. This is one of the groups he has the most confidence in offensively. Um, You just continue to see that recipe for success for the 49ers of just playing complementary football. All three phases of the ball are really just playing so well together. And I think you saw how well the offense is playing after two quick three and outs. They went on to have six straight touchdown scoring drives against the Eagles, which is certainly no easy feat. We saw Debo Samuel have uh, his career first three touchdown night. Uh, Christian McCaffrey reaching that thousand yard rushing mark. Um, Just so many playmakers. Brock Purdy posting a 148. 0.8 passer rating. Um, there's just so many contributors to 
the 49ers' recent offensive success. And finally, some fresh news coming from the league. We have a 49ers playmaker who's been named the NFC Player of Week 13. Lindsay, can you share who this player is and a little bit more about the award? Yeah, this should come really as no surprise if you watched uh, the game on Sunday. Wide receiver Debo Samuel was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week this morning. He had a three-touchdown performance against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, He recorded four catches for 116 yards and a touchdown through the air on the ground. He had three carries for 22 yards and an additional touchdown. Um, Just the hottest hand of the night, Um, and certainly we saw just so many of his teammates cheering him on as he found the end zone three times. Um, You've really seen... Debo Samuel just continued to be a contributor this year. And then week 13 just was his breakout game. Uh, so congratulations are in order to him. Great. Thank you, Lindsay, for bringing us up to speed. And actually, one more update for the faithful. It was announced on Tuesday that defensive lineman Eric Armstead has been nominated as the 49ers Walter Payton Man of the Year. You can vote for him on NFL.com slash Man of the Year or on X using hashtag WPMOY Challenge and Eric Armstead. Now, to preview this Sunday's matchup, John, it's been a tough few weeks for the Seahawks and some really close games. What are some of your biggest takeaways from Seattle's most recent matchups and What's the team's mindset like coming into California? Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's been it's been a tough stretch here. They have lost three in a row. Um, and last week, they're coming off a really you know tough game in Dallas. Really had a chance to win that one, but couldn't quite finish it off. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the team's a lot more confident even off a loss coming off the Dallas game because of how well the offense played and all the improvements they made. You know, the, the 49ers game, which you guys obviously saw, the offense just could not get going. They were struggling all game did not score an offensive touchdown in that game so to bounce back with the kind of performance they did um you know geno smith being healthier than he was for that thanksgiving game they feel a lot better about where they're going but now the issue is just you know they've they've dug themselves a bit of a hole here at six and six all of a sudden there's a lot of teams catching up to them in that wild card race so they need to get hot here to close the season now on the flip side Lindsay, things have been looking up for the niners What's been the team's recipe for success in their recent weeks? Yeah, I think I touched upon it a little bit earlier, but we've just seen it um, in all the really big wins uh, this season. And really outside of that three-game losing streak is just when the 49ers are able to play complementary football, the results always favor San Francisco. Um, You know, for the offense, getting that hot start is always helpful. But I think one thing that was unique to the Eagles game, again, was actually seeing them struggle a little bit offensively in that first quarter. I mentioned they went three and out for first couple of drives, but then went on, had a huge comeback and had six straight touchdown scoring drives. So being able to catch their footing in that second quarter was really huge. And the defense, especially coming out of that week nine bye, has just been playing lights out. Um, We saw Charvarius Ward have four pass breakups against the Eagles. He now leads the league in passes defense. And then the 49ers defensive front, another four sacks against the Eagles. Um, So I think that brings that total up to 19 since coming out of that week nine bye. So really just a great marriage between the pass rush and the coverage on the back end. So things are rolling really, really well. And again, can't 
forget about special teams. Mitch Wisnowski, just an incredible punter. Yeah, just all around really good play from the 49ers in all three phases of the ball. Another huge component of the 49ers' recent success is that San Francisco has found a way to contain their opponent's run game. Last week, only allowing 46 rushing yards to the Eagles, and on Thanksgiving, only giving up 88 yards to the Seahawks. So, John, can you take us into the running back room out there in Seattle and what their plan could look like heading into this contest? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of big question marks health-wise. Uh, Kenneth Walker has missed the last two games with an uh, oblique injury, really almost three games. He got hurt early in the game against the Rams a few weeks ago. Uh, and then Zach Charbonnet, who's started the last couple of games in his place, left the Dallas game with a knee injury. Uh, it does not sound serious. Pete Carroll said he just kind of banged his knee on the turf and it was swollen. So we'll know a lot more once they get on the practice field starting today and we hear from Pete Carroll. But yeah, right now, the biggest concern is just going to be <clears throat> the health of that position and, and which of those guys, if you know, hopefully both can go, but at least one of them they're going to need. Yeah, well, the 49ers are coming out of a physically tough and emotional game against the Eagles Meanwhile, the Seahawks got a few extra days of rest. So how beneficial are those rest days for Seattle heading into this NFC West matchup? Yeah, I mean, I think it's big for them just to to get rested, get, you know, maybe a little extra couple days of game plan. But Pete Carroll felt like the Thanksgiving game. I mean, he acknowledged both teams are on the short rest at the same time, but he just felt like they didn't handle that short week very well um, for whatever reason. Just he, you know, he put it on himself, said they just weren't as prepared as the 49ers. So I think getting this extra time, getting some guys healthy. And you know, I mentioned Geno Smith earlier. He he got injured um, in the Rams game a few weeks ago and was he barely practiced before that Thanksgiving game. He was really on the practice field only one day that week. So him continue to get healthy. And then hopefully, you know, the running back injuries, uh, Jordan Brooks, one of their starting linebackers, he left the game with an ankle injury last week. So perhaps that extra time will help him as well. But I, yeah, I think this team definitely is looking to benefit from a couple extra days off here for sure. And finally, John, we all know that these divisional rivalry games are especially challenging. So after reflecting on that Thanksgiving contest, what have you learned about the Niners game and how do you see the Seahawks planning to attack it this week? Yeah, I mean, that game was a good example of, you know, when you're playing a really good team, you can't make the mistakes the Seahawks did. I mean, the the Seahawks know the Niners are plenty good if they, if, if, as a team, the Seahawks play really well and they didn't play well, especially in the first half, dug themselves a 20, what was it? 24 to three hole at halftime. So, um, you know, not that they think a clean game means an obvious or an easy victory or anything like that, but just, they, they learned that they need to, you know, not commit all the dumb penalties, not, you know, they had a muff punt and an interception the first half of that game, just play a lot cleaner of a game to give themselves a shot to, to hang with 49ers. All right. Well, that will do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay and John for joining me in this update. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 